Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. And listen, last week, two more high-profile Republicans came out to run for President of the United States. We're talking about former Vice President Mike Pence and the former candidate for President and former Governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie. Both were bona fide, close Trump Allies. When Chris Christie dropped out, he was one of the first to say, I'm behind Donald Trump. And, of course, uh, we know Mike Pence was the vice president standing uh, beside Trump throughout his administration up until just <laughs> of January 6th. So what is going to happen? Well, <laughs> a lot to talk about, and you can hear my voice may not be the best it's been, I have uh, gone on an international mission trip down to Honduras and had a great trip with a dental medical team, but uh, I brought something back and I'm trying to get rid of it, <laughs> okay? So uh, we'll play some clips you so you don't have to hear so much of my voice, but uh, astounding developments in this presidential race of 2024. Uh, a former vice president going against the president who's running again, who he served. Uh, this this is just uh, a time of history that our country hasn't really witnessed what's going on. So nobody really knows what's going on. Uh, same time that Trump is awaiting a possible indictment on a, uh, from a special counsel called by the Justice Department. Of course, I'd like to see the special counsel for Joe Biden did the same thing. Don't don't see that, do you? But listen, we got a lot to talk about. And let me play this clip right here about, uh, well, before we do that, first, I just have to say it because you're not going to hear it in many other places. They came out with, uh, and, and thank goodness for uh, uh just news now with john solomon his his website uh looked at video that the january 6th team played for the prime time uh, back when um, benny thompson of mississippi was heading up the chairman of the january 6th committee and guess what they found out some of the some of the uh, uh film they played there was no sound on it, but they added sound to make it sound so much worse and glass breaking. And there was no glass breaking. So why did they do that? They doctored some of the film. Would that uh, affect some of the trials? Well, it should. Uh, what happens when a lawyer uh, 
presents evidence that uh, has been doctored. Can you use that? Uh, if you did use it, convicted somebody, is uh, can you go back? A lot of questions coming up, but we know at least two films that were shown to the American public, and they said whenever they added something, they would they would document it, and, and so everybody would know. But somebody forgot to put the documentation, and and it's it's a fraud. It's cruel. They shouldn't have ever done that. So what will happen? Uh, well, you know, if the Department of Justice is in charge of it. It doesn't look like much will happen. Not much justice coming to take care of people who have been abused. Uh, and when, when you fraudulently put a tape and sound together, somebody should pay a price. If you put people in jail for decades, you know, and, and you got some fraud on the tape, something should, that, something should open up of that. So just, just saying that because I don't know if you saw it because you're not going to hear it on the mainstream media. Now, let's play this, uh, let's just play this clip from, uh, I believe this comes from ABC. Take a listen about last week with the announcement of uh, Mike Pence for president and the announcement with uh, Chris Christie for president. Tonight, former Vice President Mike Pence formally launching his 2024 campaign in Iowa, zeroing in on Donald Trump's actions on January 6th and delivering his strongest criticism yet of his former boss. President Trump also demanded that I choose between him and the Constitution. Now voters will be faced with the same choice. I chose the Constitution, and I always will. It's the first time in more than 80 years that a former vice president is challenging the president he served under. Pence, who was once known for his deep loyalty to Trump, now says he's unfit to serve. Anyone who puts themselves over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. And anyone who asks someone else to put them over the Constitution should never be president of the United States again. The Republican field is only growing larger. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum also jumping in today. I'm officially announcing I'm running for the president of the United States of America. Twelve candidates now in the race. Trump's still the clear front runner. There's some in there that are, I don't know why they're running, quite honestly. I love diversity, period. I think that that uh, that the cream is going to rise to the top. Happy to be back. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Thank Christie you, announced his second bid for the White House in New Hampshire. A former advisor and friend of Trump now making the case against him. The person I am talking about who is obsessed with the mirror, who never admits a mistake, who never admits a fault, and who always finds someone else and something else to blame for whatever goes wrong, but finds every reason to take credit for anything that goes right, is Donald Trump. Here goes the race. Rachel joins us now live from Iowa, where Mike Pence, of course, announced his campaign. The Republican field now up to uh, 12 candidates. You don't need me to tell you that, Rachel. But what is the talk within Republican circles with the field already this large? Because we all know uh, the size of the field was a dynamic that helped Donald Trump leading up to 2016. Exactly, David. And many say such a crowded field back in 2016 helped Donald Trump emerge as the frontrunner in that race and that it could help him once again. Some of those long shot candidates have a lot of work to do to close the gap or even make the debate stage. David. Rachel Scott traveling the country live from Iowa tonight. Rachel, thank you. Well, I think I'm kind of seeing what's going on. First off, the whole time 
for the last six months when they said Mike Pence may be running for president. Well, anytime you got a former vice president, there's there's always a lot of stature in the party. And the thing about this, though, is Donald Trump is also running. So where's the base? Is Donald Trump going to lose his base to Mike Pence? Uh, of course not. Does Mike Pence have a big enough base of people who don't want Donald Trump? Well, a lot of them have already gone to DeSantis. So what is Mike Pence doing? Mm. Well, when you hear Chris Christie, what I'm going to do is, uh, we'll, uh, let me speak just a minute, and then we're going to play Chris Christie's interview with Jake Tapper uh, on CNN. I think it runs about seven minutes. But you'll see what I see, what is developing is there's some candidates that said, you know, we have got to go after Trump. But if we look like we're just beating up on Trump all the time, it's going to be hard to get elected. So I think Mike Pence and Chris Christie said, let me at him. I think this is what's happening. I don't think for a second that Chris Christie or Mike Pence think they can win the Republican nomination in 2024. Uh, I mean, logistically, it's not going to happen for either one of them. So what are they doing? Well, they have been, um, they volunteered, or they said, we'll do it. Or anyway, they're going to go full speed unloading on Donald Trump. It was this pre-planned. I doubt you get it. Exactly right, but that's the goal. Is Mike Pence and Chris Christie are going to one-two uh, team team up against Donald Trump? They know they have no chance of winning the nomination. It's just not there. I mean, there, it, neither one of them have a base to build. They got some name recognition, and I think they they've determined that Donald Trump should not be the president, and they will they will. Uh, jump into the foxhole, and they will fight on the front line trying to knock down and expose the weak spots that Donald Trump has or expose his warts. Uh, it, <laughs> Donald Trump does a good job of exposing his own warts, I think. But but this is what's going on. Uh, and it's, that's why I said this is the most unusual run for the presidency for a nomination of a party, for you know, either party to see what's going on right now in the Republican Party. And how's it going to end up? And what what's going to happen? Well, that's why it's exciting history. We're in the midst of it. And and in the whole time, the, on the Democrat side, you got the oldest guy that's ever, ever been a candidate for president of the United States. I mean, he's president now. And, and he's fallen down. He's bumped his head. And, and the media cover for him. And everybody sees that. So, wow. We're in 2023. Not even in the summer yet. And there's a lot of things happening. A lot of movements going on. Uh, let me stop right here. In a minute, we're going to play a clip from uh, Chris Christie of uh, CNN's Jake Tapper. And, and hear him and how he's coming out against Donald Trump. But let me remind you, you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. And 
we're glad you're listening to us. This is when we get into presidential election years. We have more and more listeners. Tell your friends and neighbors because you'll hear things here that you won't hear anywhere else. Have you heard about them putting the sound, uh, you know, uh, to to uh, the video without telling the public uh, what the J6 committee did? Uh, they didn't do it on everything, but they've they've got some, located some tapes and they've asked for why was this done and played to the American people in prime time as if. That was the sound, but it was purposely placed there. And it's fraud. It's fraud. And, uh, and the, the question is, have they used that to convict people, uh, you know, that were in the Capitol? If they have, uh, I think you got a case that, hey, the government uh, used fraud. But, okay, let me remind you also that uh, there's a book called Hatchie, Keeper of the Secret keeper of the secret and it's a novel and it's a series and working hard on the on the sequel that will be coming out later this fall but you can go to hatchie books h-a-t-c-h-i-e hatchiebooks.com find out more and you can order yours and we're i can't announce it yet but we're getting so close to getting the ebook so that uh people in other parts of the world we you, we can't ship to you, but you can get an ebook. Okay, so it's getting very very close to that. So, thank you for listening, to Doc Holiday's Rock Split Politics. And again, encourage your friends and neighbors. Send them the links. And now, let's uh, let's let uh, play this clip of uh, Chris Christie, uh, the former governor of New Jersey, speaking to Jake Tapper as he announced for the presidency of the United States. Republican presidential candidate and former New Jersey Governor uh, Chris Christie. So, so yesterday, uh, Governor, when you uh, announced that you were running for president, you called Trump a former friend, mm-hmm. uh, a, quote, lonely, self-consumed, self-serving mirror hog. You've been rather unsparing in your criticism. We should note uh, that there, you might have people out there who are skeptical of this because when you dropped out in 2016, you endorsed him. Sure. You ran his transition. You helped coach him for debates. Uh, what do you say to people who say, you know, this guy has always been this way. You just enabled him, and now you're changing your mind. Now, look, I, you know, back in 2016, Jake, it was clear to me he was going to be the nominee. I had a long relationship with him at that time, over 15 years. And I thought I could help to make him a better candidate and a better president if he won. Uh, and I didn't want Hillary Clinton to be president. And that's why I ran in the first place. Uh, it turns out I was wrong. I couldn't make him a better candidate, and I couldn't make him a better president. Uh, and he disappointed me. And he disappointed a lot of people in my party and a lot of people in this country by the way he performed. And for me, the breaking point was election night 2020 when he's out there at 2.30 in the morning claiming the election was stolen when I knew he had no evidence to prove that. Um, And when you undercut democracy in that way, um, you have forfeited uh, the trust, in my view, to hold that office that he's now trying to regain. And so, yeah, I did all those things and and I make no apologies for them. But when I make a misjudgment, I'll admit it. And I thought I could make him better, and it wound up I couldn't. In fact, he was much worse. So um, Trump, uh, last night in response to you running, uh, ran a rather mocking uh, video on social media. Um, there it is. It's, it's you. Uh, I guess he's, he's making fun of your weight. Um, that's his... We're going to be small. That's his response. What did you make of that? What was your response to that? You know, uh, when I saw Jake, I just renewed in my own mind what a child he is. He's a baby. 
um, whenever you want to criticize him um, in any way, that's the way he responds. And you and I are both lucky enough to be parents. Um, and if we had a child who conducted themselves like that, um, we'd send them to their room, yeah. not to the White House. Yeah. Um, and I think character is destiny for this country. And we've got to make a decision about what the character of the person should be who sits behind the desk in the Oval Office. And if they're going to do that kind of stuff, I mean, it doesn't even, it's, it's, it's so childish. It's so juvenile. He is such a spoiled baby that, you know, I, beyond that, what, what can you even say about something like that that's that ridiculous? You know, I, I, if we want to break news here today, um, I've struggled with my weight for about 20 years, like tens of millions of Americans. The devil, you say. Right, exactly. Um, so he's breaking news there. He's, yeah. he's telling people something they don't know. Um, in the end, for me, um, it's about how you perform as a person. Yeah. What kind of heart you have. And I'll put mine up against his any day in the week. So uh, on the subject of you admitting mistakes, um, you were pretty candid last night about some of those mistakes in your speech last night. Um, I don't have time to play the excerpt, but one of the, you, you talked about the Bridgegate scandal. Right. Uh, and trusting people you shouldn't have trusted. And also setting, a, do you admit setting a tone that those people thought that that would be something that you would find acceptable? Well, I, no, I didn't admit that, Jake. And no, I, and I'm asking if you admit no, that. No, I don't. I don't. I didn't set that tone. And in fact, um, anybody who knew me and watched how I conducted myself as governor, I was very straightforward, direct, blunt yeah. at times. Um, but I also did things regularly on a bipartisan basis. When uh, Chris Christie says he did things on a bipartisan basis... Well, he, he did because uh, he had to work with a Democratic House and Senate in the state of New Jersey. Uh, but is that going to help him win over a base that's supporting Trump? If, uh, that's why I said I don't, see an, I don't see a path for Chris Christie to uh, get the nomination for the Republican Party. The only thing I see is he, he wants to be the pig in the pig pen and telling Donald Trump, come in and roll in the mud with me. We'll, we'll, and maybe that's a bad uh, example. Maybe, uh, maybe I chose a, a bad symbolism there. But basically, that's you got Chris Christie waiting to say, come on in this hog pen, and we're gonna roll in the mud, and let's see who wins, Donald Trump. And will Donald Trump take the bait? Because Chris Christie's gonna keep on punching him. That's what he is there to do, and to see if, uh, see, you know, uh, Jake Tapper's talking about what, you know, that Trump came out with, uh, that uh, what Chris Christie said was childish, but talking about uh, the governor's weight and, and what kind of what kind of campaign he'd be running. So we're seeing a lot of things now, and the thing about. Donald Trump is the nation knows Donald Trump more than they've did the first time. So how is this going to play out? That's why you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Split Politics. We're going to talk about it each week. All right, but let let's, let me let uh, this uh, clip for the interview conclude, and then we've got more to talk about. Working with Democrats, I had a Democratic legislature, as you know, for eight years. Yeah. And so uh, you couldn't do those kind of things. Um, and think that that was consistent with the way I conducted myself as governor. I worked with the Senate president, the speaker. We passed significant legislation, um, got hundreds of judges appointed to the bench. Pension reform. Pension reform. Yeah. Property tax cap. 
um, things that people never thought could get done. That's not the tone. So what? Do, of, of so what? Some, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but, but what lesson do you think you learned then? Oh, I, that personnel is policy. Yeah. That you have to be even more careful. That there's no insignificant appointment, no insignificant hire, mm -hmm. because that person acts in your name every day. And you know when they're distant from you, like these folks were, physically distant from you. Um, I think there's times when you could think, well. It'll be fine, and, and, and you don't see them every day. It was a mistake, yeah. um, and they made a mistake in judgment, horrible mistake in judgment. They paid for it. Um, but but it so hurt did, you, too. So did I. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on, because I know there's some issues that you want to talk about. Someone's that I'm really curious about, uh, the PGA Tour, which had been hammering the Saudi government and Live Golf for allying uh, and being funded by the Saudi government because of 9-11, its human rights record, et cetera, et cetera. You have a lot of 9-11 families sure uh, in New Jersey. Uh, PGA is now partnering uh, with Live Golf. Well, what's your reaction to that? I, I, I said this to you off air. I was stunned. Yeah. When I heard the news last night, I guess, uh, after my town hall was over, I was absolutely stunned because all I've heard from the PGA is that they were morally on principle yeah. opposed to what was going on. Um, but I guess they... Saudis came up with enough money yeah. to override the morality of the principle. And the people that I feel really badly for are the golfers themselves who stood with the PGA on that principle and would not go to live golf, didn't accept nine-figure checks, um, and, and now are going to have to play with those same players again with those players saying, hey, we're back with you and we've got the nine-figure checks. Right. I mean, I think the PGA is going to have an enormous morale problem on that tour just for openers, and it's going to be interesting to see how they all try to manage it. So um, Russian uh, dictator Vladimir Putin has launched this vicious uh, invasion of Ukraine, killing lots of civilians. Um, as you know, two of your opponents uh, uh, have given some interesting signals on this. Donald Trump refused to say in the town hall with Caitlin Collins which side he wanted to win, Ukraine or Russia, refuses to call uh, Vladimir Putin a, a war criminal, even though he has been indicted by The Hague. Uh, Ron DeSantis calls it a territorial dispute. Are they wrong? What's your position? They're wrong. They're wrong. This is a proxy war with China. It's what it is. China is buying Russian oil like no one else in the world is doing. They're funding the murder of Ukrainians by the Russian army. Um, President Xi goes to Russia, stands with Putin, and says there is no limits to the Chinese friendship with the Russians. Um, if you don't understand that this is a much bigger deal than just Ukrainian territory... It is a much bigger deal. Our friends around the world are going to see, do we stick? Do we stand with our friends? And do we give them the tools they need to protect themselves from authoritarian aggression? And I don't know what, what President Trump uh, is thinking about this, um, except that he's been a puppet of Putin um, from the time he was president. And it always was disturbing to me. We would argue regularly about Vladimir Putin during the time that he was president. And, and I think it's very clear what we need to do. We need to give the Ukrainians every piece of military hardware they need to protect themselves against this aggression. And we need to continue to do it until they are ready to resolve the conflict with Russia. This is when it gets so interesting. I wish we could have uh, RFK Jr. <laughs> next to uh, Chris Christie and talking about the Ukraine war. My take is still, yes, I want to see the Ukraine take its territory back. I'd love to see the Ukraine control Crimea we're talking about a nuclear clad Russia more nuclear weapons than the United States has and it's true for those who have not been keeping up uh, Russia does have more nuclear weapons than the United States does we've allowed that 
But going back, how easy it is to say we're, we'll defend Ukraine no matter what to the last, the, the, when you really mean no matter what. You know, my question, and those have been listening to it, is is America safer now and more prepared to go to war if that happened? We don't want it to happen, but the way to keep war from starting. And you heard Ronald Reagan say this, the Reagan doctrine is be so strong that somebody be so stupid to start a war against the United States. But we're looking weaker and weaker. All the weapons we're using and we're sending over to Ukraine. They say it's surplus, is it? You know, how depleted are our forces? Are we ready to fight a war on two fronts? Are we more prepared now than we were when Joe Biden started uh, his, the, the, his presidency? Do we have more oil in the strategic reserve? Are we ready for a war footing? Are we? Are we better prepared than when Joe Biden took office? We are not. Now, if Joe Biden wants to keep sending military supplies to Ukraine, and the Congress approves it, then pay for it. Pay for it. Stop borrowing money. Cut it out of the budget. Get all the money that's going, the billions going to the illegal immigrants. Well, keep illegal immigrants from coming into our country and use that money to supply the Ukraine soldiers. But don't just stop, start using all the Pentagon supplies and we know good and well that it'll be depleted and somebody will go look it's so bad we have you know america i'm sorry we're going to raise you know a trillion dollars to rebuild our military well by golly we need to know something down joe biden and somebody and somebody stop putting those pillowcase questions to joe biden and ask him are we better off now more prepared for war to fight a war than we were when you started the White House, Joe Biden. Somebody please ask that question. Now, <laughs> they won't do it because just like when he falls, the media covers for him because they're scared to death a Republican will win. And no matter what happens in this Republican primary, Republicans have got to lock arms together, whoever the nominee is. And we have got to get the Republican nominee into the White House in 2024. Or this nation, uh, it may be too far gone. Listen, you've been listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And this presidential election, like I said, is something like this nation has never seen before. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll uh, uh, watch the news and we'll show you some things here that you may not hear anywhere else. Thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Hopefully my voice will be better next week. See you then. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.